Hey there, Wolfpack Nation. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And folks, I told you, this week I'm not playing games. I'm not hiding faces until I feel comfortable showing them to you because this is Clemson week. This is not the time to be playing around and dilly-dallying. We need you to know up front what's going on. And I got my main man, Andrew Snicker, in the building to talk some NC State football uh, against Clemson because this game, absolutely massive. Two top 10 teams. College game day is going to be there. Lee Corso is probably going to ask for some type of uh, mascot head or something like that. We we got to get into it. Are you ready, Snitty? I am ready. All righty. Well, stick around while we talk all the things that concern us, all the things that excite us, all the things that the Wolfpack win if and Clemson wins if on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. <laughs> You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Snitty, we're here today talking about a, a, a top 10 matchup, a, an undefeated matchup, a, a matchup that is going to be very important to not just the conference landscape, but potentially the national landscape. You know, we we had a similar game in the triangle last week in, in Duke taking on the Kansas Jayhawks. Two two undefeated <laughs> programs. Very story basketball. I'm, oh, wait, wait, wait. We're in football season. Anyway, um, <laughs> we, we've got to talk about this game because let, let's start here. Do you feel like this game is the biggest in NC State history? Because there's there's some people who are saying, oh, well, it's, you know, it's an important game, but there will be more important games down the road and there have been more. And, and I'm not necessarily sure I agree with that, but what say you? I think it's – I'm definitely willing to call it the biggest game in my lifetime, certainly the biggest since I've been, you know, heavily following NC State. I mean, you look at – like you just mentioned, all the stakes for this game – the winner of this game, especially with Clemson beating Wake Forest last week, is going to be in the driver's seat to win the Atlantic Division, although Florida State may or may not have something to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, NC State has not won an ACC championship since 1979. That's the main goal for this team is getting to Charlotte and getting that first ACC title under Dave Dorn, and you are more than likely not going to be able to do that without a win in Death Valley. Again, you, you, you talked about it already, but you look at the stage, college game day, primetime ACC, top 10 matchup for the first time in program history ever. That, that has never happened for NC State, playing a game where both teams are ranked in the top 10. So, I mean, I think when you look at all those co- factors combined in terms of both the stage of the game and what's at stake, I'm willing to call it the biggest, especially when you consider now, what we have today that ha- there hasn't been and maybe, you know, because you'd have to go back pretty far to find a game that you could make an argument is bigger than this one. Right. Factor in now, the college football playoff is a thing. So if yep. the winner of this game goes undefeated and wins the ACC, very good chance that they're going to the college football playoff. So, you know, I, I know that may not be, you know, that may be the kind of talk that might spook some NC State fans, but – it's all on the table on Saturday, man. It, it's yeah. th- this is huge. It, it's it can't be overstated how big this is. I'll tell you what: the winner of this game would have to completely and utterly piss down their leg for the rest of the season to not uh, get to the playoff. Because whoever wins this game, right, 
let, let's look at it from, from both sides of this thing, okay? Starting with NC State. If NC State wins this game, you end up in a situation where I think they'll jump up to – depending like on how they six, win. Maybe. I was just about to say, it, because, it's, you know, the, the polls are very subjective. You got the coaches, you got the media, all that good stuff. You jump up depending on how you win. Because if you win in dominant fashion, you get to number four. You get to number five right away. No no offense to what's about that. But if you squeak by and you squeak by and it looks like just DJ had a terrible game and that's how you got by here, you move up to about five, six, you know, maybe seven, maybe seven at at, at the back end of this thing. Um, but from there, you have the 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 rest of the ACC schedule ahead of you where, I mean, let's just be honest, there are certain teams in the ACC right now that have Records that are much better than that team actually is. We have some undefeated teams that I am not sure about in any way, shape, form, or fashion in the Atlantic. There are multiple of them. So you look at those teams and you say, okay, if you win this game in Death Valley, the next game that you're probably going to have to, that's going to be like a, a, you have to get this done. I'm going to just be honest, and I love my boy Tally Drake. I'm going to have him on the show next week to talk Florida State. I don't believe in the nose. I don't think I, – I, I just I, – I, a lot of people aren't going to want to hear that. I don't believe in that team at any level whatsoever. People tend to forget they were one made extra point and a potential overtime loss away from leaving Norvell in Baton Rouge. Like, let's, let's stop playing. Like, this is a, a team that everybody was behind and, and fully was believing in. Syracuse, very similar thing. Dino Baber's seat was hotter than fish grease, fish grease in the middle of a 4th of July cookout. You understand? This man's seat was burning up. And now all of a sudden, because you beat Purdue after they racked up about 30 yards of penalties after a touchdown, people are now like, oh, yeah, this is, this is a good team. This is a, Schrader's a good quarterback. Pump your brakes. Pump your brakes. This is – so – with that being said, this this NC State team going forward, they would have they would be in essence in the driver's seat. I think that's fair to say they would be in the driver's seat in terms of uh, not only just where you are in the conference, but also in the national conversation. You have an inside track on everybody, on everybody in terms of in the ACC. If you beat Clemson, you've got the the inside track there. Now on Clemson's side of this thing, if they are to win this game. Congratulations for as bad as everybody said the ACC is, you got a top 10 win out of this thing after just beating another top 25 team last week. And those are potentially the two best teams in the Atlantic that are not you. Or maybe even, again, if if you throw in Florida State, which I wouldn't, but if you are to throw in Florida State, you have one more game against a team potentially that can, you know, that can uh, uh, throw some some smoke in there and and mess things up for you. That's it. That's it because you've already played the two big timers at that point uh, in the season. So let me start here with this. This game, we've talked about the magnitude of it. We've talked about the the reality of what we're looking at in terms of, you know, how important this game is. But what do you think it takes for Clemson to get a win here? What do you think is the reality? If you look up and say, at the end of the day, Clemson won this game, right? If somebody just showed you, you know, you somehow end up in a coma, you wake up tomorrow, see the final score. And it's, you know, Clemson more points than NC State, whatever, whatever there. How would you believe that that game panned out? 
Well, number one, I think you'd have to look at the defensive side of the ball for Clemson and the offensive side for NC State. Devin Leary has not really looked like what we expected so far this season. Um, I'm not going to say he's – I mean, he was pretty bad against ECU. He's made some throws, but if Clemson, you know, they can get after him, they can get pressure on him, they can continue to make Devin Leary just really just uncomfortable. He he just hasn't looked comfortable. Um, You know, force – make him force some throws, make him rush through his progressions – Mm-hmm. Lock down his receivers. Uh, biggest thing, I think, if you're looking at what the NC State team has done, especially in the bigger games and, you know, in the games against more competitive teams than the other two they played in non-conference, we'll say against ECU and Texas Tech, is take away Thayer Thomas. He's kind of been that, you know, security blanket, big go-to target when NC State's needed to move the chains thus far. And then on the other side of the ball, you know, I think you saw – that was probably, especially when you factor in not having the Travis Etienne security blanket that he had in those two games that he played when Trevor Lawrence had COVID, easily the best game we've seen DJ Uyunglele play last week against Wake Forest. So I think, you know, that'd be the other side of it. If he can, you know, make some big throws, find some holes in NC State's coverage, because NC, I guess, do we know, is Tyler Baker Williams playing in this game? I, I believe so, but I could be wrong. I could okay, be wrong. If, if he were to be if he were to be out, I mean that'd be a big thing, you know, for Clemson yeah. to be able to attack the middle of that NC State secondary. But you know, that's part of it, you know, find some make some hit some shots downfield. Um keep DJ protected, you know, keep that NC State pass rush from getting after him, which is what he likes. And also run the football with a little more effectiveness than you've seen teams do against NC State. Because I think part of what's made this NC State defense so effective, especially with the pass rush and the secondary, is that they're so good at stuffing the run on early downs and forcing teams into third and long. So I think that'd be something, too, for Clemson when you look at that Clemson offense against this NC State defense is either throw early because you know you're not going to be able to run or find a way to run effectively on early downs, get some third and shorts, and take NC State's defense out of that kind of script that we've seen that it wants to establish and has done a pretty good job of doing so far. Absolutely. I, I think that I think that if I were to look up and say, um, yeah, that Clemson won this game, and, and I, I don't know how, but I'm going to guess how. I'm going to guess that they limited um, Demi Sumo in terms of yards after contact because that man is a machine. You know, they, they when when you he's like a, a just he's not shaped like a pinball. He doesn't have the shape that you think of. You when you think of a, a pinball running back, you normally think of like a Maurice Jones drew a short, stocky guy, a T.A. McClendon for Wolfpack fans. That that type of uh, figure where even if they are taller, it's still a very big, like wide, menacing presence. Demi isn't necessarily that, but he does a great job of contact balance. He does a great job of one guy ain't going to get him down. That just ain't going to be the way that this thing works out nine times out of ten. And so um, if those linebackers from Clemson, though, I, you know, I thought Diskowski and the other guy from last year were good. And uh, the, the guys from this year said, <laughs> we're better. Yeah. We're, we are better. Listen, we're, we are um, – in, in the words of Homelander, they are bigger, stronger, faster, smarter, better. They are better. They just are. And so um, I think that, that they would have to play a big factor into this. And also, the Wolfpack would have to get off to a slow start. I have a very strong theory about this game that I am willing to bet my house on 
but we'll talk about it right after this break. And speaking of betting, I got to talk to you all about betonline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all your football sports betting this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So here's my theory, okay? Here's here's my theory about this game. I very secretly believe, or actually not secretly, because I've talked about it multiple times, so if that was the case, it's probably one of the world's worst-kept secrets, but I have a very strong belief that, like, DJ is looking over his shoulder, and not only is DJ looking over his shoulder, I think the fans are looking over DJ's shoulder for him. And if this team, if this Wolfpack team, and I, this is going to segue into what I'm going to ask you next year. I think if we look up and this Wolfpack team wins this game, I think one of the first things that we're going to see is that they got DJ playing poorly early and they never, and he never quite recovered. I think that's going to be a key here because when you see the Wake Forest game, even with them jumping out to what was it a 14-0 lead? Was it was it 14 yeah. zip? Or, okay, even with Clemson jumping out to a 14-0 lead and scoring on their first two drives, there were still moments where you felt like DJ wasn't quite confident in himself. Where it just it, it looked things looked a little off. So if you make him struggle early, we saw it against a Georgia Tech team that we didn't realize how bad they were. We did not realize how bad that Georgia Tech team was coming into this season. And we saw an immense struggle through the first two and a half, three quarters to where it was like, mm, are they going to bring in K? Like, this is this is looking rough. So I think if this Wolfpack team makes it tough on them early, makes that confidence rattle a little bit, makes those fans in, in Death Valley maybe boo a little bit, maybe maybe you, you, you get a couple chance for K to something start up, I think it's all over but the crying at that point. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, if if, D, if if you get DJ in his in his own head, especially with how good that, like, let's be honest, NC State's defense is a pretty big step above Wake Forest defense in terms of what they can do to affect the quarterback and how they can. I mean, I said this the other day, but this is crazy to think about. Just knowing, you know, where they've come from in a relatively short time, NC State may have the best secondary in the ACC. That hey, listen, I was talking about this the other day, and I said it. It the Achilles heel of this defense for for so long was like, ah, throw up a jump ball. Their corners are panic. They'll blow it. They'll find a way to blow it. They'll be in perfect position. They'll be in phase. They'll be right where they need to be. They'll be under the receiver's armpit, and they will find a way to not make <laughs> the play. They'll find this year. Oh no, no more of that. No more of that. So Snitty, if you were to look up, and this NC State team has won the game. What are some things or a thing that you would look at and say, it, and again, this is just, you know, you woke up the next day, don't know what happened, but you see the score, you see NC State won. How would you assume that it happened? Well, number one, you know, again, look at the defensive side of the ball. I would think their playmakers stepped up and make some plays. You know, somebody or maybe multiple somebody's from that linebacker trio of Drake Thomas, Peyton Wilson, and Isaiah Moore. Because remember, 
Peyton Wilson didn't get to play in the win over Clemson last year. He so he's going to be highly, highly motivated for this one, I think. You know, I think they got into the script they wanted. They stopped the run on early downs. They were able to get after DJ, make him uncomfortable, have some good coverage to take away his options. But more than anything, I think on the offense, it's just that Devin Leary got going. He he had that, you know, that moment, that game, that performance that we've been expecting to see. Because really, if he comes out and he delivers a statement performance against Clemson and NC State beats Clemson because of it, we are never going to remember or talk about the fact that he struggled against ECU and Texas Tech ever again. No, no, no. It, but, it won't be a thought. Not at all. So, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. We need we need the Devin Leary we saw last year, you know, making the really all the throws, the you know, the short throws, the deep throws. Um, and we need some guy. He need, but the thing, the other thing Devin Leary needs is he needs some guys to step up at receiver, make get open, make some plays on the outside. Because I think what we saw from Wake last week is kind of the way to get after this Clemson defense is to attack those outside corners. So he needs, you know, somebody other than Thayer Thomas in the slot to step up. And even though it was UConn, I think we saw some positive developments last week in terms of Devin Carter finally getting going a little bit. He had been pretty much invisible for the first three weeks. You know, if that chemistry, that timing is down between him and Devin Leary and Carter, who, by the way, if you guys remember, had a monster game against Clemson last year, had made a couple huge touchdown catches, including the game winner. And then the other one, again, is a guy that you and I have talked about on this podcast before, Porter Rooks. First first touchdown of his college career, uh, had a pretty good day. So I think, you know, if they can get him a little bit more, him and Devin Carter a little bit more involved on the outside so it's not just, you know, kind of Thayer Thomas over the middle being your main target. They give Leary some more options, and he steps up with one of those signature games like we saw from him last year. I think NC State has a very good chance to win this. Absolutely. And uh, and with the receivers that you're talking about and the outside guys, a guy that has been – and this is one of the guys that, like, his play has shown me – like that Devin Leary has struggled this year. Anthony Smith, every time he goes deep, he's stacking these corners like it's nothing. Like he he's making it look easy. There was a, a pass, the one, the literally either the play before or maybe two plays before, Demi Sumo fumbled at the one. There was a play that Anthony Smith was on the go route, and he literally perfectly stacked his corner, gave Devin Leary tons of room in terms of if he puts the ball in front of him, puts the ball over his shoulder, puts the ball even to the inside. As long as that thing is has enough air on it to get over the, the defensive back, as Katie did, is at the doorstep. Strike up the band, time to play the fight song. The ball was slightly underthrown, and a, a defender from Texas Tech that was beat was able to get his hand in last second. Boom. Uh, you go ahead and, and get yourself a, a pass breakup and what should have been a touchdown. If this team and, – and also – Keon Lassane caught his first ever uh, touchdown for yeah. the red and white uh, in last game. So if this team last game was very similar to what we saw to Devin Leary for the most part for last year, right? Yes. Emeka Mezzi was the guy. He was the, the big dog on the block, but there was a good distribution of where the ball was going. Like, yes, Emeka was, you know, the, the RPO guy and he was always going to be there with reliable, Wherever you need him to be, he's going to catch the ball. Big, strong, physical guy. Not a ton of separation, but he's going high point the football and make something happen for you. Sure. But you also had there, 
and you also had Devin, and you you know so. Other than that one pass that turned into an interception, Devin Leary looked really good last week. And of course, UConn is an unserious outfit. Me and you could probably go out there and get a sack or two against them. <laughs> Actually, not probably. I can guarantee we can get a sack against UConn. I, I'm no no doubt about that. If me and you ran a text game, we could for sure get home. But that's another story for another time. With that being said, um, this if this team is to to do what they want to do in terms of the big uh, goals. It's it's the age old question of how do you eat a chicken nugget one bite at a time? How do you eat an elephant? Same thing, one bite at a time. Now this is a damn big bite. Going down in the into uh, Death Valley and coming away with a win is a big bite. That's a big chew right there. Hey, you going? You know what I mean? You might have to do a little hoff hoffing like you just got it off the grill at the cookout. <laughs> but but with that being said. I think that this is this is a team that can definitely get this job done. And we're about to land this thing. We'll be back in just a second with our predictions. But before we do, I've got to tell you about LinkedIn Jobs. Folks, LinkedIn Jobs is, is here to save the day as the economy gets back going somewhat and as we're looking into how to help out small businesses where every hire can feel like a, a wager for your entire business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So make sure that you, uh, make, make sure that you turn your profile to purple hiring frame for your LinkedIn and spread the word that you're hiring. Use simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience that you want to talk to. And make sure that you know that this is why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Now, before I, I get you out of here, okay, I, I see you got your Kansas City Chiefs shirt on, and, and everybody who knows Snitty knows the man's a huge Chiefs fan, huge Chiefs fan, huge Kansas City sports fan, you know? Me and, me and Snitty, we, we're, we're good during most seasons, but during baseball season, yes, yeah, both of so our teams yeah. suck right now. Yes, both of <laughs> our teams suck right now. We know that. We know. Okay. But right now, we're enjoying watching Salvador Perez do his thing. We're enjoying watching Miggy do his thing. We're enjoying watching our guys do their thing a little bit. But that's another story for another time. Patrick Mahomes is great under pressure, so I'm going to put you under a little bit of pressure. Give me your prediction. What is the final score of this game? Because we've talked about what happens and who wins and how they win. What do you think will actually happen? Who do you think wins this game? I'm going NC State 27, Clemson 20. Mm, interesting. Interesting. You heard it here first, folks. So you, you, we, we got one and one. Brett Freelander picked Clemson to win. Snitty picked uh picked NC State to win. And don't worry, I'm gonna settle the tie. Y'all go here tomorrow morning pregame who I think is gonna take this thing home. All right. Thank you so very much for coming out, Snitty. Tell the folks where they can find your work. Yeah, you can find all my coverage of local sports here in Wilson, as long with some coverage of the ACC schools and ECU at the WilsonTimes.com. We've actually just launched our own podcast there, uh, Wilson Times. It's called Nash and Pine Sports Chat. You can find that anywhere you go to get your podcasts. And then, of course, you can find my incoherent ramblings on any number of subjects on my Twitter handle, 
which is on the screen in front of you if you're watching. If you're just listening, it's at A-S-C-H-N-I-T-T-5-3. I'm going to tell you, Snitty is one of my favorite uh, sports journalism follows because this is, well, actually, Snitty is actually my friend. So it's not really a sports journalism follow so much as it's like, oh, this is a guy I know. He's cool. I follow. But with that being said, a sports journalist Twitter, Snitty is one of my favorites because it's not like, you don't get that feel where it's like, oh boy, this person's tweeting to make sure the company's happy. Gross. Like, he, he calls it like it is. He says what he feels. He doesn't dance unless he hears music. He won't scratch his head unless it itches. <laughs> and that, my friends, is what makes for an absolutely great uh, great Twitter page. That and a little bit of crap posting about your favorite and worst things. But that's another story for another time as well. Anywho, thank you all so very much for coming out, Wolfpack Nation. I will drop the, uh, the position by position breakdowns tomorrow. It's going to be a long day before the game. So pace yourselves, okay? Pace yourselves. I know that y'all done already bought up all the liquor and hunkered down for the hurricane, <laughs> but pace yourselves for tomorrow, all right? Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go pack. You are locked on Wolf Pack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolf Pack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.